Entrefeed, what's up? It's about to catch on fire. Let me let me just take this away from you, dog. What's up, Entrefeed? How you doing? This is Jermaine Frazier Fellow. Entrefeed, what's good? What's good? The process isn't straight up. Yo, Entrefeed, what's good? What's good? Yo, Entrefeed, what's good? What's good? Great podcast session. I sit down with Paul. He is the owner and founder of the Pride of Connecticut. Um, if you guys are from Connecticut, this is the podcast for you. Um, this one's going to get you really pumped. If you're not from Connecticut, this gives you a lot of great insight on how to distribute merchandise, apparel, where to start. Um, stay tuned. Paul O'Connor, uh, founder of Pride of Connecticut. Um, appreciate you having me on, man. Looking forward to chopping it up. And uh, always, always enjoy talking to people that love Connecticut. Of course, man. Of course. Um, well, Paul, it, it's really cool. So are you doing Pride of Connecticut full time right now, Paul? Like, what does your schedule usually look like? No, this would be uh, this would be my side hustle. So I actually I grew up in Connecticut, lived there for about uh, I'm 30 now, so let's say probably close to 23, 24 years. Um, hopped around a couple places. I actually coached college basketball for a couple years, um, oh, and cool. now I live in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, but yeah, Pride of Connecticut's my side hustle. Started a couple years ago, but I actually um, do business development for a youth sports organization in the city right now. That's dope, man. Um, so you were an athlete then. Did you play basketball? Uh, athlete's a loose term, but yes, I do still play basketball. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, play golf and uh, try and stay as active as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, guys, so I know everyone listening to the podcast right now isn't from Connecticut. Some of you guys aren't from from Connecticut. Um, let's not get it twisted. I know Connecticut's between Massachusetts and New York, but <laughs> Connecticut has so much to bring to the table. Um, it's a beautiful location with a growing um, depth of culture and kind of has this rustic feel. It has kind of that bougie side on the west side, a little bit more rustic on the east side. But, you know, all in all, it's such a fantastic place. So I definitely want to talk to you about that, Paul. Um, people underestimate <laughs> um, underestimate Connecticut. So what are you trying to do with your brand right now um, and, and how do you go about doing so? Yeah, I mean, you, you said it. I think, um, you know, be, Connecticut being uh, sandwiched in between uh, two two big states in terms of, um, you know, their their sports appeal and just everything that comes with New York and, and Boston is, is tough. Um, mm-hmm. for, before I even get into the brand, I, I want to make sure everyone knows that Connecticut has the best pizza in the United States. So in the, in the United not, States. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not get that twisted. New York is great, but uh, New Haven is the pizza capital of the world. So just uh-huh. make sure everybody knows that. Um, no, man. But to be honest with you, I went to school out in Ohio, and what Ohio, school? I don't know. Ohio University. Nice. I went to Ohio Wesleyan. Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. It's like, yeah, unbelievable. Talk. Small let's world. Yeah, small world. Yeah, so, so you'll actually, this is perfect. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm a you know Northeast kid, grew up in Connecticut my whole life. Never been to Ohio a day in my life. I, I end up going to school there. And for better or for worse, Ohio loves Ohio. All right, the people from there are super proud. They love their state. They got brand. They have a million pride of Connecticut. They have brand, people wear Ohio shirts all the time. So that's really where I learned or not learn, but where I really got exposed to a state, like being super proud of everything that it re- represents. Now, sports is a huge part of that, right? Like, you know, they got two football teams. They got baseball teams. Um, they, Ohio State is massive. Miles I mean, crazy. They, yeah, so they, they got that, which I think is one of the main reasons Connecticut kind of flies under the radar because, you know, we used to have the Hartford Whalers, and that that's pretty much it. I mean, 
UConn basketball has been huge, especially on the, I mean, both men's and women's, but, um, you know, Coach Oriema has done a ridiculous job there. And so it's just a little different. Um, but anyway, back to the story. So that's kind of where I got my first exposure of kind of state pride. And I always had a thesis that, you know, I, I think something could pop in Connecticut because people like you, people like myself, like there are a ton of people that really love it. It's just, I don't think people really ever thought of it. And so really the the story goes, I started a couple of years ago and I said, I'm going to call 50 people and I'm going to ask them if they have any Connecticut um, shirts or hoodies or uh, any apparel in their closet and UConn doesn't count and nobody had one. So Great. I said, okay, you know, like, let's just start something simple and clean and look like, you know, I grew up in Fairfield County, so I get it, but I just didn't want to be that, you know, Fairfield yeah. County has, I didn't want to be like Pastelli and, and okay, yeah. I just, you I'm know, gonna, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be Abercrombie and Fitch. If someone, so a lot of people that are not from Connecticut, Fairfield County is bougie, like Greenwich, Connecticut, place I was born, I'm like, it is one of the bougiest places on the earth, um, by no means was I that person. There's a huge gap between wealth and not so much wealth, and I really hit that not so much wealth standpoint. But still, <laughs> yeah. people are wearing, you know, pink. I'm not I'm sorry if you're wearing pink shirts, Paul. <laughs> but no, I'm oh talking about God. like what's the what's shirt with the whale on it? I, I'm so sorry. I'm terrible with that. Oh, um, vineyard vines, I think. People are wearing vineyard vines. Yeah. Um, you know, people people got their you know their, their pink college shirts. I, I can like, like fairies oh, and the whole fairies, thing. and which is fine. Guys, which is fine. It's it's completely yeah. fine. But it does um, define what Fairfield looks like. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, no. So, you know, when I was thinking about trying to launch it, I, I wanted it to be, um, you know, simple stuff like comfortable clothes that you can wear anywhere. You could wear it like underneath a button down and go out or you can wear it chilling at Saturday, um, you know, on your couch watching football or something like that. So that was essentially it, man. I just kind of wanted to test my thesis and see, you know, if people – you know, I know people have pride about it, but are you willing to spend 20 bucks on a t-shirt? And, yeah. you know, I'm ha- I'm happy to say that, you know, the, the I mean, look, any, it, once you start anything, it takes time to get the brand out there and really build it. But um, yeah. we started to get some traction, I would say, after about a year. I mean, look, anytime you start anything, it's it's uh, friends, family, yeah. and fools that, that help you uh, launch it. So I had a ton of friends help spread it on social all my family was buying t-shirts and hoodies and showing it to everybody and trying to get it going so um you know i've we've gotten people all over the country now like people from texas florida california um all that grew up in connecticut awesome, that buy yeah. shirts and and it's it's been super fun man it's it's i'm happy always happy to talk to people from connecticut that really love it and and uh, appreciate it yeah and Getting back to something that I've referenced in previous conversations is um, don't expect instant results. You know, a year, 365 calendar days, and I'm, I'm sure, Paul, you were hustling um, all 365, of course, getting your rest here and there. Um, it, it takes a long time for things to get launched, even though it's a great idea. Um, you know, I'm sure that people that have cultivated great ideas and, you know, did that, you know, take, it takes them a little minute. So for those of you who may be looking for side hustles, side income with a with great messaging that can really bring a lot of pride to a specific group you know continue to do it and you know eventually you'll you'll see um gains like for me on your feed right um i remember for and i've been doing this for like a year and a half now um i remember when i first started like follows on instagram were not many um barely anybody knew about it i'd reach out to people and 
it, they'd have no idea. I wasn't getting any um, traction with people trying to engage with the brand. Um, now the engagement levels, they're, they're up and so much to the point where I can take it from just, you know, showing people the light of entrepreneurs and how good they are to doing a scholarship foundation and putting that out. And, um, Paul, just so you know, I do sales down in Manhattan. So that's another similarity we have. Um, I do sales down in Manhattan. So I was like, okay, well, we have these small businesses. Um, we have these entrepreneurs. Um, everybody needs, everybody needs sales in some aspects. So, you know, kind of putting that out, but it takes a long time. That's my point. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think the most important thing, if if you are starting something is you already mentioned one of them is patience. Um, I would, I would double down on that and then consistency. You know, if you're, if you're going to start, just be consistent with it, um, no matter how long, uh, how long it takes. And then also like, you know, I, you know, this isn't going to be, uh, everyone won't agree to this and, and some people will start things. Awesome. That, you know, of course, I love it. Yeah. Some things will want to, some people will start things. Of course they want it to be Facebook. I didn't start this for that. I started it because I wanted to prove to myself that I could and I enjoyed learning about the process and like how to build a website and uh, how to figure out which uh, company I was going to go with to create the shirts and like how to design them and all that stuff. This was for me, like for, for more than anything. And I think if you're going to start something that whether it's a side hustle or your full-time thing, like you better enjoy the process, man. Like that's the most important thing. Um, everything else, everything else will come with it. Um, but if you are looking for like validation from other people in terms of your success, I think you already failed. You already failed, man. I mean, I can't resonate with that that point more. It's like you guys have to realize, even though both of our brands are very outward facing and very external, the amount of hours that we've had to be internalized by ourselves, motivating ourselves to get things done, it's outrageous. Like for a lot of people that create that are creating their brands or have great ideas, it's it's lonely as fuck. There's time. Yeah. Yep lonely as fuck and the only motivators you have is a cup of coffee and um and your grit and your grind um and what you think it could be made of make, being proud of yourself um being satisfied um so for those who and I, i'm going to double down on it man for those who are doing it just to look good um for those who are doing it just to get approval from somebody else it's like I mean, okay but like you in order to get that approval from other people, you know, you have to be able to grind with yourself and have your own internal um, purpose and passion around it. So, man, I couldn't, yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I couldn't agree with you more. So, yeah, because yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll quit early. You know what I'm saying? If you start something and that's what you're looking for, like it, this isn't easy, no matter what you're trying to start. So if you're, if your intentions are to start and you're looking, just like you said, for external validation or to you know, I don't want to say like get famous or whatever, but if that's the motivation, then it, it's going to be a long and frustrating road. Exactly, man. So, um, yo, back to Connecticut. All right. CT is a great place, guys. Um, I think one of the biggest highlights in Connecticut is the food, man. The food is oh, yeah. cooler. Um, like you said, New Haven has the best pizza in the town. Nope. We're not going to have any hands up. We're not, we're not fighting over it. It's, it's set to deliver New Haven's pizza is dope. Um, yeah, but the food is great. Um, the people are great. Um, but a lot of the things that people say bad about Connecticut, w- w- what do you usually say? Because I have my own pickings, but I want to hear from your perspective. And I want to um, just destroy those things that people say bad about Connecticut while we're on the phone right now. 
You know what? To be honest with you, if you're not, I think there's two different things. I think if you're from the Northeast, then you have a very distinct view of Connecticut. And if you're from any other part of the the uh, country, then it's a different. So like even people from Ohio, they really just had no clue what it was. Like they didn't really have a set um, idea about it. Like they were truly like Connecticut. Oh, um, do you live close to New York or do you, and then, uh, so look, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan and I grew up in Fairfield County. So that's like, it I'm, about, goes yo, I'm, gonna, I'm about to hang up the phone, bro. Uh, I, man, I can't okay. do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it, man. You just lost your I'm, fearless leader. So I can do it. Um, but still, know, I'm, a I'm a Jets fan. Though. Like we were the, I know. Of okay, go. I'm done being mad. I know. Go ahead. I know. I know. I miss Tom Brady already, but like, <laughs> Fairfield County, like you, everybody usually there roots for New York. And then if you're from, um, like if you split the state in half, even from the north, you root for Boston. And so I think that's kind of how people viewed it from Ohio or from different states. They were just like, oh, they just equated it to sports. They truly had no clue, like, what it was about or all the cool beaches we have or the food, like the culinary scene or the state parks. And, like, although Hartford gets a bad rap, like, I lived there for a year. It is a super cool place. Um, summertime is super fun there. So I think it's different for people, like, all over the country in the northeast you know people uh in the midwest they call them like flyover states i think people in the northeast view it as like a drive-through state like mm-hmm. oh yeah i had to drive through connecticut to get to rhode island or to get to boston or i'm going to maine for the weekend or the other way like yeah i had to drive through connecticut to get to new york um i don't think what people realize is all of the awesome stuff that we have going on too mm-hmm. but to answer your real question of like what northeast thinks of it i think right to your point what we talked about earlier like I mean, if we're being fat, like if we're being honest, like rich, stuck up, white, popped collar, pastel vineyard vines. I think that's what people think of Connecticut. And that is so beyond from the truth, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's like don't get. But here's here's what I always say too. Like if someone said that, I go, oh yeah, okay. Well, do you have any of those people in your state? And every single person would say, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We do. I'm like, okay, well, we're not different. And also, like that's not the whole state at all. At all, it's it's such a small fraction. Like I said, Connecticut is a very cultured area. So right now, while we speak here, I'm I'm chilling in New London while while COVID is going on. New London is one of those locations that the world just forgot about for a bit. Was actually on the come up. It is right next to the beach, um, right next to the water, you know, fresh seafood all the time. Uh, we have, for example, I, I box, right? And mm-hmm. within the within the facility, they do jiu-jitsu, they do boxing, um, they do MMA, um, and it's an extreme community. The the highlight that I like to think of Connecticut as is it's a it literally is a community. It is literally one of the most communal states that i've seen that i've been portrayed to um and that's what differentiates us from a lot of people but tying it back to a lot of the users that are listeners that don't really know anything about connecticut are you guys in a small town or are you in a state that for some reason you you don't like um first you can come to connecticut it's pretty dope um but secondly i mean I, i i definitely urge you to take a step back and think about the good things about about the places that you are in um, because for me, I went to Chicago for a little bit, then I came back, and once I came back, I had a much more you know, rigorous appreciation for um, Connecticut. I mean, if you guys have to leave, leave. Leave hometown if you want to leave hometown. But, I, but I'm telling you, there's great things about your community that if you just look around and you explore, you know, I'm sure it's there. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good point, um, too, about, like, look, like, yeah, Connecticut is one of the smaller states, you know, in the in the union. Like, that's a positive for some things. Like, if you're starting a business, like, there's, there's less competition sometimes. You know, to your point about, like, going to Chicago and, like, or New York or Boston, all these crazy places, like, there is benefits to launching something in Connecticut or starting something or to your point about the community and how like that, that's totally true. And and people will rally behind your idea and help out, which is a little different if you go to like a big city, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own thing going on and, and there's a lot more competition. So I think that's a good point too. Yeah, man, that's how it goes. Well, um, you know, CT, I know people are excited about it. Um, just kind of going based off of like your brand your processes, um, I know selling apparel for a lot for people is something that they want to do. So they're a fitness trainer and they want to sell sweatshirts, like a good friend of mine, Jerry Harper. Um, anybody, um, merchandise, it, it's good. How, give us some words of advice for people that want to sell their merch. Where do they start? Um, what's the, what's the process look like? Man, good question. I would, uh, yeah, I think you're spot on. Everybody wants to start a t-shirt company, right? Like everybody wants, uh, everybody wants other people repping, you know, either their brand or their logo or whatever it is. So you're spot on there. Um, I would say, I would, I would go right back to where we started. Like you better have patience. And I would also be open to like radical, not criticism, but feedback. Like, your customers, you have to listen to whatever your customers say, um, especially in the beginning. And I don't mean to like go away from your creative idea or your create your creativity or your passion about what you're trying to build. I just mean, you know, if you roll something out and, you know, this shirt sells 50 and this shirt sells five, but your favorite T-shirt is one that sells five, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like matter. you can't sell that one anymore. It doesn't, make, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, no, I, I mean, that like, you just can't push what you love or what you think is going to work. Like, the market is going to tell you, and if you ignore that, then you're in trouble. So, you're like, in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, that's huge. I'm going to let you keep going. I want to make a quick analogy. Um, so, you like pizza, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Do you Do you enjoy fries? Love them. Both are good, right? But then you have Sarah. She orders fries, right? And you give her pizza. She's going to be a little pissed off and probably not order from you again. <laughs> yeah, just, that's, a good, that's a good way to think it, of it. It's the same way, guys. Like, it's all about listening to the consumer. Keep going. No, yeah. I mean, I, I would say, one, focus on the patience. Like, you, like this is not going to happen as quickly as you think. And then just focus on what the consumer is saying, especially in the in the early stages of, Hey, um, I didn't like the way this fit, or I think it would look a little better here, or whatever. Because look, like you're not when you start, you're you're nothing yet. Nobody knows who you are, so you can tweak things, you can change things. Like it doesn't matter if people are wearing like older versions of things. So I would just stay super flexible with it. Listen to the consumer and just and just keep tweaking. Okay. Was there anything in terms of what the consumer like gave you feedback wise? Was there any reoccurring um, comment? When you first started? You know, it wasn't necessarily about the designs. I think people liked, um, like, I, I I find humor in everything, so I wanted to have some fun with the shirts and, um, you know, it, like, kind of, like, poke fun at some things, but also have it be, 
you know, a somewhat serious brand with, with some humor in it. So it wasn't necessarily about the designs of the shirts. It was more, I had some issues with the delivery and like customer service stuff. So like sometimes people would order shirts and it would take 12 days instead of what we said it would take like five or seven. And so then I was playing, this is, this is what I learned on the fly. Like I had to play customer service role and I was on the phone with all these people like apologizing and here, I'll give you 20% off the next shirt. And I think that's a huge piece too, especially when you're launching, like, you kind of I don't I don't want you to give it away, but you have to be extra flexible in the beginning, especially if things go wrong. And let me tell you something, they will go wrong. Like a million things are going to go wrong that you cannot predict. And so as long as you are just I mean, we've all been on the phone with like Verizon or AT&T, right? That's the worst experience ever. Just don't do that. You know, just be a human being. Talk with them explain what happened like i had to do that a bunch in the beginning and then finally i got it all figured out and we're fine now but i didn't see that coming that's for sure yeah awesome man so um you know just listen to his words of advice if this is something that you guys are looking to do i mean i know my day-to-day you know my company helps out restaurants um with the with like e-commerce stuff like that so i see firsthand in terms of how good merchandise sales are so for those who are like tentative towards selling merchandise, like why are like what do you have to lose? Like what? Just do it. Just try it at the very least. You know, trial and error. At the very least, it is an extra income to help out pay the bills or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or have a yeah, have think, other investment. It's it's so super straightforward. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you had. Um... Like, look, like people to your back to the point about pizza, like if you have an amazing pizza spot, um, people will buy a T-shirt, you know, it's like and then you can and then you can combine it. Like, yeah, you can have a special deal where if you order, you know, two pies and a soda, you get a tea and like you just start it that way. And then that it's just a branding play. Like people are going to wear that all around Connecticut. If you have a, a pizza restaurant in Connecticut, like why would you not want people wearing your stuff? Yeah, man, um, that makes sense. So in terms of like team in partnership and just marketing um having like a one-man team is, is okay but like logistics is a lot like mm-hmm. distribution all of that so what does your framework look like is it are you a one, one-man show over there or um what's it, what's it look like for you yeah, one man show, um, but I have an amazing partnership uh, with a company called The Loyalist, which I would not have been able to do this without. Um, so essentially, The Loyalist, uh, they're based out of New York City. They work with a ton of different um, small businesses like mine uh, that are trying to launch an apparel um, brand. And they manage everything. So they have all of my inventory. Uh, they have all of my designs. They do all of the printing. They do all of the shipping and delivery. Um, and they also manage the, the not, not my uh, whole website, but they manage the e-commerce part. So they have, been, they have been massive. I can't recommend them enough. They have been amazing to me. And uh, without them, yeah, this, this would not have happened. Yeah, guys. Well, if you're from Connecticut or even out of state and you have a different light of Connecticut now, I mean, go to ProdoCT.com and, you know, go to the shop men, shop you, shop woman section and snag something. You know, we would definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, but, but yeah, man, it, it seems pretty straightforward. Your, your hustle and your passion, um, is great. You, you have meaning behind it, which, which I think a lot of people, um, are, are getting on. So, 
have you partnered up with like any like small businesses, maybe like a restaurant who doesn't really create t-shirts yet per se? Have you like reached out to anybody? Any like what does that look like? I haven't done any restaurants, but um, for about a year and a half there, when I was launching it, I was doing as much like influencer marketing as I possibly could. Even like I actually was targeting micro influencers. So, um, you know, girls or guys that had like anywhere from 2,500 to like 7,500 followers, but their engagement was really good. That's who I was going after. Not necessarily the influencers who had, let's say, you know, 25,000 to a hundred thousand, but only got like 1500 likes on their posts. Cause it just wasn't financially, um, it didn't make sense for me at the time, but so that's who I was going after. And I was just trying to get, uh, my product and my shirts on as many people as possible. Um, one of the cooler partnerships that we got uh, pretty early was with um, Miss America and specifically Miss Connecticut. And so every year uh, I help outfit, not outfit's the wrong word, but I send a bunch of gear to um, each year's uh, winner. And so that has been super cool because it's basically awesome. introduced us to a, it's introduced us and me too. Like I, I never, you know, that, I, that, that would, that was not my world growing up. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, and so it introduced the brand to just a whole new aspect. And, like, what's better than, uh, you know, girls that are, are in that world and, and wearing brands all the time? And, I mean, it, it was it was pretty perfect. So that, that was a great one. Um, but I would say focus on, you know, the micro influencers. And then if, it, if a partnership happens that makes sense, obviously go for it. But, um, yeah, that, that was my strategy in the, in the beginning. Yeah, and it's obviously worked, man. That's that's high caliber stuff. That's awesome. Well, um, Atrevi, here's my last point, and then I'm gonna let um Paul, you know, give us some words of advice, anything he wants to say. Um, it's been a pleasure, Connecticut. This is probably one of the most important podcasts to me specifically, and hopefully, after listening to it, um, it helps. I mean, for me, it's all about roots. It's all about where you come from, and and Connecticut is a place that really created Jermaine Fraser Phillips as an individual. Um, that's the reason why I created Entrefeed because I had a sense of community for the entirety of my life. Like Entrefeed, the community of entrepreneurs didn't just sprout out of the ground, it came from Connecticut. So, um, for the people that live in Connecticut, have a lot of pride for, for where you're from. Um, it's a fantastic spot. Um, and for the people outside of Connecticut that you know, maybe don't look at their hometowns, you know, too great, just, just relook at it. I'm sure it's a great place. Um, Paul, last points from you, man. Anything you want to share to the people? Any words of advice? Anything you want to say, man? No, man. I, I this was super fun. I, one, I appreciate you having me on, and, and appreciate the plug. Yeah, it's uh, prideofct.com, and um, you know, if you're listening to this and you and you shoot me a DM, I'll, I'll give you an extra twenty percent off. So, um, you know, please do that. Please follow us on uh, on Instagram as well. But, uh, no, man, I, I really appreciate it. This was super fun. Um, I hope we get to connect again soon. Yeah, bro, I'm in the state, bro. We can always link, grab some coffee, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to support with the T-shirts. Um, but, yeah, Entrefeed, we're out.